Hey guys, this is Lorraine Sink from Marvel.com, and you're listening to Mighty Marvel Geeks. This show is brought to you by Mimico. Mimico are makers of pop culture infused mobile accessories. Mimo Power backup batteries let you charge with characters from Star Wars, Marvel, and other fandom centric brands. Visit www.mimico.com and use listener code WeBeGeeks15 to take 15% off your entire order. USB microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... Mrs. Sergeant, we need a response team. We're already putting together the best man. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am Groot. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, they can be exactly what you need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. We're on the red. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. Uh, Jarvis is possibly a little drunk tonight. Who knows? Um, <laughs> it is the agents, Eric, Kylan, yep. myself, Mike, and Leroy Jenkins. Well, he couldn't be here tonight because he, he's hanging out with, uh, with, with, with the fellows over at Hydra. So. <laughs> Yeah, he's teaching them advanced, um, I don't know, underwater layer storming tactics. I think it was, he's working on underwater taser, taser axe battle techniques. Oh, that, okay. There, yeah. there, Is this there, involving there. the sharks with the freaking laser beams attached to their heads? Yeah, but when he breaks out that taser axe, it's quite shocking, especially underwater. Okay. Well, also the fact that with our budget, the sharks with freaking laser beams don't have freaking laser beams. They have freaking mag lights. <laughs> they're, they're laser pointers. <laughs> Which are good for distracting underwater cats, but that's about it. Yeah. So, catfish. Oh, see, nice. nice. Yeah, see, see, see what I did there. Yeah. I see what you did there. Oh. Uh, so. uh, still a quote from my boss today. Woot, woot, baby Groot. So, you know. <laughs> I, don't look woot, at me. Woot, baby, baby Groot. Yeah, I said, you know Dude, what? we have our show title already, and we're not even three minutes into the show. That, that's it. Woot, woot, baby, woot, baby Groot. Baby Groot. Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, while speaking, uh, usually I say, how's everyone doing? But let's get right into this. Speaking of L- Leroy Jenkins and Baby Groot, uh, WDW News Today has this story and I've seen it backed up by um the Orlando Sentinel or as we say around here the Orlando Slantinel. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Um apparently Epcot's Guardian of the Galaxy ride be a roller coaster. All right, this well, is the, the one that's what? To, to okay, to give backstory. 
There have been tons of rumors circulating about attractions going bye-bye at Epcot and yeah. a lot of rumors tying in Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. Now, there was a rumor that Tower of Terror was going to be yeah. changed over to a Guardians of the Galaxy theme. Which everybody was crying, oh no, don't disrupt my Hollywood studios. Turns out that rumor was true, but for Disney California Adventure. And there is a reason for that. (laughs) And that harkens back to the agreement that Marvel has with Universal about exclusivity of theme park Marvel appearances. Right. So basically, I... the details I keep I keep hearing differing details as to the range of this, but yeah, you know, I hear some say you know east of the Mississippi or is, on the East Coast. It is east of the Mississippi. Okay, so so if, so if Disney decided to put in Nashville or in Huntsville, Alabama, or in Baton Rouge, another theme park, they still cannot incorporate. Marvel characters in the park. So this is where I have issues with. And I'm this. sorry, Baton Rouge is west of the Mississippi, so stupid. So if me. it's Baton Rouge, well, then all bets are off. Right, Huntsville and Huntsville is again. definitely east of the Mississippi. Right, yeah, Huntsville, Alabama, Huntsville, Texas. On the other hand, but basically, <laughs> the the rumors are that just about every attraction in Future World, at least on the left hand side as you walk in is going to be demolished and give or or given a Guardians of the Galaxy overlay. Now, unfortunately, unless Marvel has done some Olympic level gymnastics on legal issues, that cannot happen. Um correction, loophole. Okay, give me loophole. Guardians of the Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy could appear because the characters already have in the parks. Gamora and Star-Lord appeared at the first villains party, which was a one-night deal. Okay. Their sign was said Guardians of the Galaxy. No mention the word Marvel on it. Why? Because Guardians of the Galaxy was one of those properties that was not incorporated into the licensing deal that Marvel has when they created the contract. Hence why Universal can only use the animated or original or more popular comic book character looks to their Marvel characters and not the movie looks. Now, see, that qualifies as Olympic-level gymnastics from a legal perspective. So is this part of the reason why we're getting a different uniform for Captain America in pretty much every appearance so that if they decide that they want to or if, you know, they are able to somehow work this out so that we're able to get Captain America in the parks, they're able to use, say, the, the blue sneaking suit from winter soldier because the one at um the 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 one at at islands of adventure is in the traditional stars and stripes if it got to a point disney is putting marvel characters that are not the popular characters of the avengers x-men spider-man in disney parks that means universal no longer has the right so it doesn't matter what costume disney puts them in okay if okay. they want to use the original Cap costume from ni- from the 1940s in the comics, they could do it. If they want to use the movie costumes, which is more likely what they're going to do, they're going to do it. Right. 
Universal is stuck to a a specific look for their characters. Because when you look at any pictures of the Marvel characters from Islands of Adventure, it is the more traditional comic cartoon look. Right. You have Wolverine in his blue yellow spandex and the yellow. Yeah, you you have Cap with the with the pirate boots. Um, you don't see Iron Man. You see Storm. Uh, who who else is Disney's there? not going to pull Storm out anyway. No. Yeah, that would be a Fox thing. Uh, I'm trying to remember some of the others, but they're all the, Universal has restrictions on what characters. Guardians of the Galaxy is not one of those characters. But Disney has the restriction of there cannot be a Marvel ride in the park. So when um, the monorail was out for that was wrapped for the Avengers, was the Avengers first or was it Iron Man first? Uh, I thought it was Avengers. And it was but it on- was the monorail that did not enter the park. No, it was the monorail that did enter the park for Epcot. It was on the Epcot line. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When it came, it only lasted on the Epcot line for like two or three days before Mar- before Marvel saw all the pictures on Facebook, came out to Disney and said, uh, sorry, this constitutes as a Marvel ride in the park, cease and desist. Okay, so what you're saying then is that there still cannot be a Marvel ride at Epcot. Not with the same characters that they have at Universal. That's under the Universal contract. Hence why Guardians is the loophole. And if they put in Guardians, it will be Exxon Presents Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster, not Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, because they can't use the word Marvel. This is just like at Disney Springs. You have superhero store. You walk in the store, you know it's a Marvel store, because that's what we sell. They can't say Shield Headquarters. They can't say anything like that. It's superhero headquarters. But that's where you go to get your Marvel merchandising at Disney Springs. Again, Olympic level legal gymnastics. Yep. Well, you know it's okay. It's like this. You know that if you follow the letter of the law and not the intent of the law, you're still following the law. I'm not saying that it's right one way or the other. I'm just saying. You know, when you're told not to run in the house and you're not running, but you're just walking really fast, you're right. still running. But the but the catch is <laughs> Universal has already pulled the when they pulled it with the monorail, uh-huh. they're going letter of the law, letter of the contract, letter of the agreement. At this point in time, I don't think they have grounds to go back and nail nail them for intent. Because if that's Bet the case, see? superhero shop would be gone. Right. So uh but to continue on with this article uh, according to the date of this article of August 18th, um, they say they're finding out more about what exactly the guests might find instead of a slow moving ride through dinosaurs and film clips when the blockbuster, um, property breaks into the land of Epcot or the world of Epcot. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, and that is, the rumor has it, it's going to be a roller coaster attraction. Okay. The universe of energy, I think, is a little small for a roller coaster attraction. They would have to expand 
And I'm trying to remember, I don't, there is not the land space for them to expand into a roller coaster attraction. They would have to take the old Wonders of Life Pavilion location as well. Which is a possibility, but that has become such a festival center and moneymaker there for the festivals. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only way they could do it is to go into the park from the main entrance heading towards Spaceship Earth. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure how much land is available there. Here's a thought. Now let's let's go hypothetical here and we just assume that there is fire to all this smoke. A roller coaster type, does it have to be an actual one? Can it be a virtual one? That's true. Uh, now now you are kind of arguing semantics at this point. I understand that. Because if you go over to say, you know, Hollywood Studios and you see Star Tours, right. technically that's not a roller coaster either. Right. Right. But if you did something similar to that, almost like what uh, Universal has done with Harry Potter and the Kuka Arms, you could have a virtual roller coaster where the seat is on the end of a robot arm and it just get, goes through the motions of a roller coaster. Sort of like some of all thrills. Very much so like some of all thrills. Okay, but that's a lot of building for Universe of Energy. My thought is Universe of Energy is big enough. They can rework the track, rework the, the layout. Why not bring in the same type of ride cars, the same type of attraction that Spider-Man is at Universal and do that same type of setup inside of Universe of Energy? Hmm. See, that's not a bad idea either. And that's still a roller coaster like attraction to some extent. Mm. I mean, you might not have the, the ups and downs and hill. Well, you could put some inclines in the track. You could put inclines simply you, with the attitude of the car, of the vehicle. Yeah. But make it the 3D ride like the others. I don't see why it couldn't work. Um, so to continue on, um, they're saying this would be the first roller coaster in the park's history. Um, it would be the sixth ride categorized under thrill. Uh, apparently the ride would feature both elaborate scenes and long roller coaster portion and a very long roller coaster portion. Very similar to rumor plans for a Captain America roller coaster, one slated for California Adventure. Um, the existing universe of energy building and attraction would be demolished. You see, my plan says keep the building, keep the look, re-change it up some to give it a, a theme and, and do something totally different. Um, of course, all of this is yet to be announced officially, but possibly could be at the upcoming Disney or Destination D event at Walt Disney World. Uh, and possibly be brought up by Bob Chappick. Now, they have also talked about, too, with this, if I remember the the other article from Orlando Sentinel, of also bringing in a Tron-like coaster as well, or attraction, like at Shanghai Disney. But wasn't there talk about that a couple years ago? Okay, that's because of the design of the redesign of Test Track. Right, yeah, okay. I know exactly what you're talking about because uh, we were there at the park when that rumor started breaking. Yeah. And one of my fellow Sorcerer Radio DJs uh, called me and said, hey, can you ask cast members about that particular rumor? And of course, the, the answer that we got, unsurprisingly, we haven't heard that. Mm-hmm. Or we don't know anything about that. Turns out, 
it, this it, it was not true, but the design of the ride vehicles and the design of the new look of the attraction mm-hmm. means Disney really wasted a tremendously good opportunity to make it a Tron style attraction. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, because okay, I know that they weren't happy with uh, the way um, the second Tron movie per, no performed, but it was almost like they had doubled down because you had the Tron movie, you had an animated series that was featured prominently on XD. That so was a huge success, t- too. Right. And then, and I thought that they were going to expand the brand in the Disney way. But, you know, but uh, apparently that didn't happen. So, but I agree. I mean, they, they missed an opportunity here, you know? Right. And there's, and they're still talking that figments going away and being moved over to Magic Kingdom. That no figment doesn't belong in Magic Kingdom. But I will say this much: at least they're not taking him completely away again. True. Right. Now I will say, on top of Journey of Imagination, where the old, where the used, oh, what was that? The whole Kodak sponsored Image Works. Image Works, yes. Uh, that is going to be turning into, I believe, the new character spot. Okay. For, for character meet and greets up there instead, since there's going to be a little bit more room. So, we'll just have to wait and see. I can okay. tell you, because we looked it up the last time we talked about this rumor, there's no, there's nothing on the cast portal, which is the, in, the Disney cast member intranet. There is nothing talking about Universe of Energy going down. And if it was in, if it was on the books and scheduled, it would say so. You now, force October, November, it would say so on the calendar. We would know mm. it. That way, if it came up, even if we didn't have news, all we could say as well is going down for maintenance. And then as stuff's updated, then it, it would be updated for, nope, it's going down because it's going to be turned into Guardians of the Galaxy or it's going down for it because it's being turned into a, a roast. Disney internet site fan sites who don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> so, I mean, it's one of those. There, there are there are many out there who hear a a slight rumor and take it for clickbait, and and, and they don't back up any. You know, they don't try and back it up. The only reason why I I put this article in the show for tonight is the Orlando Slantinal <laughs> also talked about it as well. Along with some other change, uh, along with moving Figment over to Magic Kingdom and a potential Tron ride as well. Right. So now I'm starting to think there's some credibility, but we'll wait and see what happens with the De- Destination D event. Hmm. So. So that's that. All right. So done talking about that. <laughs> I know. <it's, laughs> I apologize for the long rant, but I mean it's still kind of that sore subject. It, I yeah, work. See, I work there, and I haven't heard this. But see, that's the thing. Like you're our, you're our boots on the ground, so to speak. <laughs> so you know, you you would think somebody you you would, you 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 would, you would think somebody from from HQ would pop up out of the trees, going, Psst, "Here's the change." Exactly. So, um, let's let's start hitting the TV stuff then. Sounds good. Uh, well, uh, if unless you've been living under a rock, uh, well, we we kind of have. Well, we, we well, okay, that's true. But <laughs> we we do have satellite true. and and a, and a bus. So, um, 
as uh, we, uh, unless you've been living under a rock, uh, some major news came, uh, courtesy of Marvel and another streaming service. Yeah, surprise. So uh, Marvel is reaching out. They're branching out. Uh, it came out that Marvel's Runaways is headed to Hulu. See, I don't get this. The Disney agreement, Disney signed a long-term deal with, with Netflix. Why yeah. is this going to, why is this going to Hulu? You know what? See, here's the thing. Uh, Runaways is not, Runaways is not really tied closely. And you can tell me if I'm wrong about this, but I don't think it's tied as closely to the MCU. Whereas if you think about it, the, the the properties that we see over at Netflix and what they're talking about uh, as far as the series that they currently have and upcoming series are all tied in some considerable way. In theory. To, in theory to the MCU, if you think about it. Right. Now, now what we have with Runaways is a, you know, almost a uh, self-contained group. Uh, I know because these are sixteen teenagers who are the children of villains, you know, and you know these these kids take oh. off and so so in other words, Disney's already kind of done this done this with the descendants. Uh, <laughs> you know, but 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 the run runways is much more popular, you know. But I. I st- I still don't get why they're over on Hulu and not on Netflix. I I, I don't either. Um, yeah, I'm sitting here thinking about it, and I, I think maybe what it is is Hulu wanted to get a piece of the pie. And the thing is, I mean, this has – the showrunners are Josh Schwartz and Stephanie Savage. Uh, they're going to write and run the show. Yeah, uh, uh, was that? O- they were involved with the OC and uh- – Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl. And I mean, well, now, but you know, they 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 could get a piece of the pie when if they change their name to Netflix. I, exactly. I, I you know I'm looking at this. I don't. I don't know. Maybe maybe is is Runaways considered more of a creator owned book? Uh, I'm not sure. See, I, I and I'm just I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, cause I, I'm like you, I, I, I don't know why, why Hulu, why now? Um, I can tell you why Hulu, why now? Because Hulu wants in on this. You know, and well, it, again, I, I say they can have in on it when they change their name to Netflix. But you know what? Cause Disney, the Disney company's got the deal with Netflix, not Hulu. But I think maybe this is at, maybe because Runaways is geared toward a younger crowd too. Okay, freeform. Yeah, but see, I think maybe Hulu, they can do a little more with Hulu than they can with Freeform. And I don't know, dude. I'm I'm just trying to throw it out. I don't know. And also, think about this. If it bombs, it doesn't look bad on Netflix, and it doesn't look bad on Marvel. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I I guess. I think... Again, I still say that this is because Hulu wants in on this the the buzz that Marvel and Netflix are doing. Because you you can't tell me. 
I mean, they do have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on there. Right. Okay, but then that's because that came on broadcast TV. Right, right. right. So, but Netflix has S.H.I.E.L.D. Though, too. Yeah, but I, I don't quite like the way that Netflix does broadcast television. The only reason that I have Hulu, and I do mean the only reason that I have Hulu, is so I can catch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. the same week that the episode airs in case I miss it. Right. Ah, yeah, yeah, because otherwise, like, Netflix, Netflix treats it just like they treat Daredevil. So yeah. it's, it's only released once the uh, DVD the season is over. Yeah. Is released. Yeah. yeah. But... See you that's see. that's why I use the the ABC on demand app yeah. or on demand app or prime uh, the ABC slot on primetime on demand on my cable box. Mm-hmm. But you cannot tell me that Netflix is not kicking Hulu's butt seven ways to Sunday with all this stuff that's come out Marvel related. You know, you got Daredevil, Jessica Jones. The uh, second season of Daredevil, you're getting all this other stuff. And what's Hulu getting? Quick, name me one original Hulu series that's got any kind of the same buzz as Daredevil. Uh, the uh, Intrepid Trio. Wait, wait, never mind. No, no we no, haven't signed no. the deal with Hulu yet. No, no. See, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I mean, it, even you can't even say the tick because that's Amazon. I, that's exactly it's Amazon, right? Uh, ooh, you're right. So this is this is Hulu saying we want hook a brother up. Yeah. Hey, 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 you're, you know the thing is you're right. It's 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 just see. Here's the other thing. Daredevil was the great experiment, okay, mm-hmm. and blew it out of water. But then people say, "Well, you know what? Maybe it's a fluke. Maybe it's a fluke." Okay, yeah, but, but no one, no, cage. but no huh? one saw that one coming. No, oh, oh. <laughs> oh. oh I see what you did there. Yeah, I'm blind. They, they, I blindsided yeah, they everyone blind with that guy, one. Right? See, they don't want to trust the blind guy. Uh-huh, I see what you said. Uh, I see what you did there. Maybe not. Yeah, that came from the blind side. <laughs> and and then you get Jessica Jones, and then it gets knocked out of the park. Uh, actually, out of Hell's Kitchen, past Manhattan, land somewhere in Jersey, maybe. So you get that, and then all of a sudden, people are like, "Okay, so you know, we really like, we really like Daredevil." And Jessica Jones, okay, that that was nothing like I expected, and I'm really liking it. Okay, but we're going to get season two of Daredevil. Okay, we see what, you know, okay, we'll see what this is all about. Then you get season two of Daredevil, and season two of Daredevil just takes it to the next level. I didn't mean to make it rhyme, but, you know, so... It was a good time. Thank you, thank you. And so we do that, and now it's a thing. Cause out of season, out of season two of Daredevil, you are, you're already talking about uh, Punisher getting their series. Everybody is jazzed and finally, and, and we're waiting on no, finally getting Luke Cage yeah. you know, to the screen and, and, and Iron Fist and Iron Fist and, and so, Defenders and Defenders and, and we got and, and, and Punisher, Punisher, and then we, we got White Tiger possibly. We oh, a one shot, yeah. And, and, and there, there has been some rumblings of potentially Electra getting a series. See, see, and and who, where, and how excited do you get over the possibilities from those those Netflix shows? And, and, and the thing is, 
it, it's going to get to a point. The fans are going to cause the demand on the Netflix shows that they're putting out a series at least every other month. Exactly. They're going to have exactly. to. If not, it's going to be out monthly. It is. And the thing is, uh, I mean, as far as good as, um, and, and I enjoyed, oh gosh, which one, which show was it? Um, Marco Polo. As much as I enjoyed Marco Polo, and I really did. It, it it was nowhere at the same level as Jessica Jones or the second season of Daredevil for me. It just wasn't. There's that level. There was a level of, you know, to I don't know. It, it, it and it was more than just going from the colored page to the big screen. There was it was more than just that, you know. So the thing is, you have that, and it's like you said, you know. Uh, Amazon wants that, but Amazon is kind of getting their own thing. Not at the same level, but they kind of no. got something going on. The tick is going to be their superhero show. Right. 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 And, and, and so- I, it makes me wish that I actually had Amazon mm-hmm. for, for this because the guy who actually created the character is the is kind of running things on the show. See, uh, and that's a good sign. That is. And even though, well, let's just say it, nobody is going to be able to out Patrick Warburton, Patrick Warburton. No, no, no. I mean, if you wanted definitive tick, well, okay, first you go to the animated series. Right. Oh. Yes. Uh Yes. Yeah. Animated tick. But if you're going to do live action, he did about as well as anybody ever could. Oh, yeah. Yes. But anyway, I'm kind of digressing here. I just, Netflix, you have the Netflix universe. Yes. Which is kind of like a pocket dimension of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes. Where they're connected, but not really. And it's next door neighbor to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Which is also connected, but not really. Exactly. So, I I hate to say this because it sounds negative, but you have these different continuities circling around. Mm -hmm. If you're doing something for for Hulu to hook a brother up, you don't want to dip into the Netflix continuity. Mm -mm. You don't want to dip into the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. continuity. Mm -mm. And you don't want to dip into the, uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe continuity. Mm-mm. So you pretty much have to go somewhere out. You know, you got to go outside the berm on this. Right. Freeform is kind of doing that with Cloak and Dagger. Dagger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so it, it makes sense that they would choose a a brat pack for the millennials. Right. I mean, there's nothing. I, I know what you're saying. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I know what you're saying. For for those of you who don't know what I say, when I say Brat Pack, I don't mean that in a derogatory term. That is a, a that is a group nickname for basically the actors and actresses who played teenagers and young twenty somethings in the eight, the eighties and into the early nineties. You know, like mm-hmm. you had like the Charlie Sheen, the uh, the what's her name, um, Ali Sheedy. Yes, Ali Sheedy. Uh, um, Molly Wing. Wald, um, yes, that's the one. Emilio Estevez, yeah, Judd Nelson, Michael, Anthony, Demi Michael, Moore, Demi, Demi Moore. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's. I would be shocked if they weren't trying to go for a similar vibe to this mm-hmm. for Runaway. Yes. Yeah, and, and and the thing is, sometimes I. I, I just because something sometimes it's okay for that connection to be implied. It doesn't have to be no. It doesn't have to be explicit, and I think that's okay, especially when we're talking about a property like run, like Runaways. Uh, are we going to see people? 
talk about the uh, Inhumans and you know, that sort of thing. I don't think we are. I don't expect that. But uh, I believe we are going to... I believe this is their attempt at maybe doing something to garner that, you know, young adult, teen, 20-something crowd yeah. that, you know, maybe maybe they're not quite, you know, on board with, especially with a lot of themes that you see being handled in Jessica Jones, and especially a second season of Daredevil. Maybe they're not really up on that, but something like what's going on, what's he going on in The Runaways will resonate with them even more. And, right. you know, that may be the case. Right. Maybe. Well, kind of kind of to move on, um, we keep going. I mean, we'll be curious to see how Hulu handles The Runaways. Uh, yeah. But uh, for its final issue, it's going to be oversized as well. Oh, Marvel is uh, got some big plans to commemorate Darth Vader number twenty five. Really now, really, yeah. How about some super Do go on some superstar variant covers? Superstar. They are rolling out the red carpet with covers from some of the best and brightest artists in the industry. In addition to the main cover by legendary artist Juan Gaminas. It will also include variant covers rendered by the industry's best, uh, like the likes of Joe Casada, Chris Samney, Michael Cho, Mighty Marvel Geeks guest, Sarah Pacelli, Cliff Chang, of course, John Christopher Taylor with his action figure variant. Yes, that um, one of that one of the doctors is awesome. Yeah, it was cool how he actually brought in what because they started it with episode or with issue twenty. Um, how he, he took the final variant covers from characters from the book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm excited for that. Uh, look, looking at, um, these, these covers, the, the actual cover where the Death Star is part of Vader's helmet with the X-Wings is amazing. I tell you, the one, okay, Casada's looks really good, but then I like Casada's work anyway. Right. Cliff Chang's? It almost looks like a Japanese action movie poster. I mean, it just it uh, just has that vibe to it. It's almost like you so, expect to hear the 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 theme to the Seven Samurai. Yeah, Kamon <laughs> Shirahama's is the same way. Yeah, but I mean, Cliff's, Cliff's is just rocking it to me, just because it's full of action, even though he's just standing there. And I don't know, just it. To me, it's it's one of the strongest of the of the yeah yeah shows is and amazing too yeah well okay let's just say it they're all amazing oh yeah it's, it's kind of like pick your favorite ice cream color <laughs> yeah ice yeah. cream color ice cream flavor yeah well to continue on with comics real quick um, there is on Marvel.com a preview of Squirrel Girl's first graphic novel. She's she, finally getting a graphic novel. She's fi- finally getting a graphic novel. And we see the squirrels are excited. <laughs> so is my pup. So Squirrel! <laughs> so she's beaten Thanos, de- defeated Galactus, twice conquered Doctor Doom. But who's counting on that one? Um, <laughs> but in this all-new graphic novel, she will take on the most dangerous, the most powerful, and the most unbeatable enemy yet herself. Uh-oh. 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 Is this like Evil Squirrel Girl? I'm not sure. 
Uh, like a clone or evil twin or it's still the same team that that writes the monthly series. Uh, Ryan North and Erica Henderson. Okay. Um, the uh, lost my place. Um, specifically, an evil duplicate created through all the manner of mad science, computer, and regular type. So, what happens when two unbeatable squirrel girls clash? Well. You just gonna have to wait, find out, and go nuts with the rest of us. <laughs> so, um, also too. So, what is this being called? Uh, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl beats up the Marvel Universe. <laughs> okay, what? I just, so, I just want to see Squirrel Girl sporting the Infinity Gauntlet. Oh my gosh! Uh, well, I guess there's still more room. I get. Oh, who was it that I saw? Oh, the Russo brothers are almost. They they have come out and said they want to see Ander Ant Ann Kendrick as Squirrel Girl. Of course you know okay. her as the lead character from um or one of the one of the main characters from Pitch Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I, I could see it. Um but Unbeatable Squirrel Girl beats up the Marvel Universe will be available in October. Uh in bookstores, comic shops, and digitally through the Marvel Comics app. Okay. So, uh, 120 pages is going to run about 25 bucks. Worth it. It's Squirrel Girl. It, it's it's yeah. going to be it's going to be worth it. And it, and it's not a collect collection of issues to, for the story arc. This is its own story. I love it when they do that, you know. So, um but you know, I love it when we get Spider-Man news. Oh, we have we have the Spider-Man news of the do, week. Do you want do you want me to segue you into it? Sure, why not? <laughs> no, you, you don't like that one? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> or we could do. Man, it. I, I feel like I no. Oh, what, what was that? <laughs> Ultimate Spider-Man. Oh, there you go. Oh, I like it. Yeah, I'm sorry, but there's just one one true Spider-Man theme song. That's true. <laughs> Oh wait, that's not the one Eric's referring to. No, that is the one. Oh my God! And and just just for clarification to you folks at home who are listening to this, so I can't imagine why. But for those of you who are listening to this. That's actually my ringtone for Mike when he calls. <laughs> what, the French one? No, uh, that's only because I don't have the French one. But no, it I'll is get it. the. I'll get it to you. <laughs> that if you do, then that's exactly what's going to become. Oh my gosh. And just in the efforts of being completionist, Kylan's is the old Captain America theme song. Yes! When Captain America throws his mighty shield. That's it. Uh, that's right. Got this one. Oh, 
amazing friends. Yeah. Don't, don't oh like that one. Don't like that one. We'll go this one. Spider-Man the anime series. That's not bad. You know what? You know what? Is that the Spider-Man? I believe that was the one that starred Neil Patrick Harris, which was Spider-Man Unlimited. Spider-Man oh, Unlimited. yeah! That's right! $20.99! Yeah. yeah. That one we've already played. Yes. Oh, Life right. with an audio engineer, ladies and gentlemen. Especially <laughs> one with... Sorry, spectacular Spider-Man. Especially an audio engineer with an insanely large audio library. Yes. Especially of Marvel music. Uh, you know, I have to admit, one of the things I did really love about the Fox Network, the Fox Network's uh, Spider-Man animated series was they, they, they did honestly by Daredevil. Yeah. They really well, did. I want to say Unlimited was... Was the one that was on MTV. Yeah. Originally. Right. Which was before Disney started taking over with Ultimate Spider-Man. Right. And uh, that Fox also, during that series, their version of Blade, which was, oh, that was inspired by the, the move, by the movie, that was a good storyline. Yeah. And the uh, storyline with the Punisher... That was okay because the thing was you can't you can't do a lot with the Punisher if you want to try and keep it kid friendly anyway. But right, you know. but but what, what about this Homecoming? Okay, with Spider Man. Oh. So we we thought that we had gotten all of the uh, all of the Homecoming uh, news, all the Homecoming casting news, and we knew that Zendaya was in the movie that she was going to have a key role. And, you know, uh, it, it certainly is a key role. It's probably the most, uh, the very definition of key roles when we're talking about do, Spider-Man. Do, do the girls need to break out their Mary Janes? I, the, the girls definitely need to break out their Mary Janes. Now, that's why we're talking about Zendaya will be Mary Jane Watson. Future love interest of Peter Parker. Yeah. That sounds intriguing. It, it, I, you know, the thing is, you know, I, it, you know, and the thing is, Zendaya has uh, some. She, she, she's a hot property right now. Uh, she's no, because she actually has. Is it Casey Undercover? Yep. Uh, which is uh, doing very well over at the Disney Channel, and she was also in the series Shake It Up. And so. Um, and you know, I mean, oh, she was cast back in March, and said that she was going to play a character named Michelle. And so, of course, those of us and who are fans of Peter Parker and Spider Man, we were like, "Who's Michelle?" So we figured this is it's just a character that maybe they've created for whatever reason. Well, no, it was a switcheroo. <laughs> it was a bait and switch. It was a bait and switch. So she. Is not just right. Well, there, there's, any been, character, so. there's been some fan outcry because they're going, okay, here you go again. You're taking a character, 
that that has been white, and now you have her playing being played by a black actress. Right, and Mary and, Jane's a redhead. How do you? Oh, well, you know, I, I like what they've done with her. You know, the image I've seen, with, whether that's photoshopped or an actual picture of her with the hair coloring for the movie, I like it. Well, you know, it's interesting because you know, you no, know, I, I was talking about this with my wife when the. Uh, well, when when the news first broke, and we're like, you know, one that I this isn't just any character. This is an iconic character, yeah. and not that whether or not she's a redhead or a brunette or a blonde or has a mohawk changes who she is and the role she plays in Peter's life. But I'm like, that's sort of like the thing. She's like, you know, this, she she has red hair. You can't miss her. She's she's a force of nature. Uh, right. But you know what? The thing I have to, I keep telling myself is you have to trust Marvel because they know what they're doing. They're not going to, they're, 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 they're you know, they may go out on the limb and, you know, they may make a what on the outside uh, to us may feel or seem like a daring move but the truth is they've they they've calculated this and I, I I think that what we're going to see, I I, th- I you know I think Zendaya is up to the challenge. I do. Right. So. Well, I don't like James Gunn's reaction to this. Yes, I like that as well. Uh, yeah, he came out and said yesterday a rumor broke out that the character of Mary Jane was being played by a young black woman, not young black girl, but a young black woman, Zendaya, and all hell broke out on the internet again. I tweeted that if people find themselves complaining about Mary Jane's ethnicity, they have lives that are too good. For those of you who think this means I'm confirming Zendaya is playing MJ, realize that although I've read the Spidey script and I've met the actress in question, I have no idea what her role is. Uh, There's a good chance... Uh, There's a good chance someone told me at one time or another, but if so, I can't remember. I'm going to find out when I go to Marvel this afternoon, but I feel free to speak. But I feel free to speak until the time because it's about concept. It's about the concept of a black woman playing Mary Jane, not the actual actuality or hypothesis of it. Um, And then later in the day, uh, block quote, from for me, if the character's primary attribute, the thing that makes them iconic is the color of their skin or the color or, or their hair color, frankly, that, that character is shallow and sucks. For me, what makes MJ MJ is her alpha female playfulness. And if the actress mm-hmm. captures that, then she will work. And for the record, I think Zendaya even matches what I think as MJ's primary primary physical characteristics. She's tall she's a tall, thin model much more so than an actress than actresses have in the past. Okay, now he's just dissing Krista Dunst. But... <laughs> yeah. No, I'm 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 I joke. I kid. I know, I know. I, I tell you what, I'm going to throw out a uh, an analogy here. Mm-hmm. All right, do you remember when uh Michael Bay released pictures of Transformers for the very first Transformers movie? I mm-hmm. wish I, and, I wish I didn't remember. Well, but okay, Mike, you may not be a good uh, test audience for this analogy. But the thing is, really, none of the characters in the movies looked the way their namesakes did in the mm-hmm. old 
animated series. Especially right. Bumblebee. Actually, I was going especially Ironhide and Ratchet, but... Well, yeah, that's true, too. But, but yes, people were saying, well, you've screwed over Bumblebee because he's not a Volkswagen. Or you've, you know, that's not Ironhide. That's not a red minivan, so that can't be Ironhide. Honestly, do you... If you go to the the spirit of the character, Mm -hmm. I think this is one of the things that, you know, we we criticize Michael Bay for many things. Mm -hmm. Some of them quite understandably so. (laughs) But I think one of the things that he did get right in the Transformers was that he managed to capture the essence of the characters. Yeah, he did. He, he, yeah. he did, even though I don't like the look of the characters. Too much effects yeah. that you don't see. Right. So I am willing to give Marvel some pass here. Mm-hmm. Uh, for one thing, of course, this is not quite the same thing, but look what they did with Nick Fury. Yeah. True, true. Nick Fury was a brunette white guy mm-hmm. for most of his, most of the character's existence. Right. But they made a bald black Samuel Jackson looking guy for the Ultimates. Mm-hmm. And that is the version that we see in the cinematic universe. Yeah. That's true. Now, I, I would raise a stink if they made Black Widow black. Not because of that change, but honestly, she's Russian. She's Russian. How many black people do you really see in Russian? In, in, in Russian? Dad, come I was wanting you. Dad, come You didn't say it. I thought you were going to ask, how many black Russians do you see? And I was just. It, it depends on whether or not it's happy hour. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But up, up. Thank you. I'm here all week. But face great tip. But, yeah. the veal. but realistically. <laughs> To to make but to make her Asian or put an Asian actress in would mm-hmm. work. Yeah. So right, and I, th- it, I think Mary Jane Watson is one of those characters that, it, again, if you keep the essence of the character, you keep the uh, you keep the spirit of the character the mm-hmm. same. It, it's not gonna matter. No, it's right. not. What her skin color is. It's kind of like. It's- it, it's kind of like the version of Aunt May that you see in Civil War. Yeah. And that's, that we'll and that we'll see in Homecoming. Yes, yes. I think it, that's kind of pushing it a little bit mm-hmm. because the Aunt May that we grew up knowing and loving is like the nice old lady that's like everybody's grandma, right? Not not but, a hot aunt like Tony Stark, right? Calls it. But I think over the years we have seen flashes of that. Of the young hot Aunt May that Marissa Tomei is playing. Yeah, we have. We have seen that. For all we know, it's it's, it's kind of diminished because when you get old, you slow down. Right. But I do believe that if Aunt May had been younger to start with, mm-hmm. if, if the character had been younger to start with, she'd be more like that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, I, I don't I don't mind with the movies that they're modernizing the characters. No. This is one of those well, times. Have to. I mean, it's not like what Fox tried to do with the Fantastic Flop. No, and, no. and, and, really, and give us really and give us a stupid excuse. See, it, it, that that's the thing. Like you know, it's it, it, and I, and you no know, to go to go back to that one just for like a hot second. It wasn't that you know that the that the storms turned ended up being a black family. That was a non-issue. It didn't matter. It was all the other unnecessary changes that went along with it 
couple that with killed the- Sue's father or Sue's parents and they adopted her. That's why she's a storm and looks different from Johnny. Yeah, no. That was actually my, one of the few things I did not have an issue with in that whole movie. Yeah. Uh, you say, okay, well, she's adopted. Big deal. Right. Well, I, I, that's that's a very easy enough explanation. Yeah. Right. Well, I, I, I'm i going to guess we all agree we're, we're in favor of this and look forward to seeing how it plays out. Oh, definitely, yeah. So, well, it is that time of the week, like it usually is, and that is, uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, free ice cream! Oh, wait. Oh, I like free yeah. ice cream. Can we have free ice cream? No. Why oh, no free ice cream, man? Shazbot. Wait, the Shazbots take care of that for us each week. That's our picks of the week. Um, so, hey, Eric, why don't you start us off this week? Okay, well, let's see. My first pick of the week is a number two. It is Marvel's Doctor Strange Prelude number two, written by Will Pilgrim and by Jorge Fornes. Marvel's official prequel. Get ready for Marvel's smash hit film with this official prequel, as opposed to all the unofficial prequels that are floating around right now. Get a first look at Kamataj, where the Ancient One trains apprentices in the magical arts. Meanwhile, the powerful Arrow of Apollon is discovered by bandits. Will the Ancient One be able to use her powers to recover the arrow before more harm befalls the Empire? Okay. How about you, Kyle? Oh, well, my first pick is... Let's go with this one. Is a number four. It's... and uh, I'm sorry, Eric. It is Steve Rogers. Captain America Steve Rogers. Hey, better you pick it than me. <laughs> Number four. How, how did I miss it this week? I, I don't know, dude. Well, I don't actually, know. Well, actually, I do know because of when, when everyone hears my picks, they're going to understand. Yes. So I got... Uh, so uh, the writer is Nick Spencer. Penciler is Miguel Angel Sepulveda. And the cover artist is Aaron Cooter. And this one is really short. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Hey. Eric, what was that that you had to say about Nick Spencer? (laughs) You could quote me on that. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, this is a Civil War II tie-in with War on the Horizon. Steve attempts to broker a truce between Iron Man and Captain Marvel. And that's that. Good luck with that. Yeah. Well... My first book of the week comes, and of course, this is for New Comic Book Day, Wednesday, August 24th, which has no importance in my life at all. <laughs> so, well, okay. uh-huh. I, I'm just going to say, I, that's the day that this agent gets another year older. Oh, really? So, well, I, so now we're into, we're not counting years old, we're just counting celebrations of the 21st birthday? Um, no, probably celebrations of the, no, I, I, I count the years, but, but th- this year's kind of cool though, cause I can get new comic books on my birthday. Well, there you go. There you Such go. as my pick who comes from the writing team of CM Punk and Colin Bunn and artist Scott Hepburn. And that's Drax number 10. Here be dragons, a council of dragons comes looking for a newly hatched baby dragon, baby dragon. But scarier than dragons is Killer Thrill, loose on Drax's ship and looking for the hatchling. Luckily, some 
powerful friends are stopping by as backup. Nice. So, yeah, I just hope they're not dragging on the story. <laughs> <laughs> so, everyone's number two pick. Uh, One, two, you... three. Right. My number two pick is a number ten. It is Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur number ten. Written by Andy Reader, penciled by Natasha Bustos, guest starring Ms. Marvel. Ooh. Moon Girl's case of cosmic cooties continues. Let's hope it's not permanent. What's causing Lunella Lafayette to swap minds with Devil Dinosaur. Oh, Lord, that's 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 just... I gotta get this one because of that. Uh, what kind of danger has Kid Cree set into motion for his arch-nemesis Moon Girl? Giant lizards, inhuman heroes, alien armies. This issue has it all. Awesome. Except it does have getting drunk, mama, prison, pickup trucks, or rain. Oh, wait, sorry, that's David Allen Kosong. Never mind. Or, or a typical weekend at the parking lot outside of Grinsman Tide Stadium. Bunch of hacks they are. Go Tigers. Oh, my gosh. Actually, that would be Bryant-Denny Stadium. So oh, oh, oh. It's, it's Grinsman Tide. Saying. It doesn't matter anyway. Know thine enemy. Mm, mm, mm. Who, who cares? The, the, traitor, the traitor's Aye. over there. Aye. Uh, uh, so, Kyla, in your second pick. My second pick is Captain Marvel number eight. Uh, the writers are Chris and Ruth Gage. Penciler is Chris Anka, and the cover artist is Chris Anka. This, too, is a Civil War II tie-in. Uh, no time for second-guessing. Captain Marvel is determined to change the future to protect the present. With winds on her side, Carol knows her mission is the right thing to do. But does everyone else? Sensational writing team, Ruth and Chris Gage, Marvel's Daredevil on Netflix, yeah. brings you a Civil War II story that would change everything for Captain Marvel. Yeah. Well, my number two pick uh, comes from the the great team of Ryan North and Erica Henderson. I'm sensing deja vu here because it's um, the unbeatable Squirrel Girl number 11. Oh, the special one-off issue promises two amazing things, super heroics and computer science. Yes, by the end of this episode, you will know both how Squirrel Girl could take down Captain, or Captain, Count Nefara, and also have some really, a, a, a few really fundamental concepts in computer science. Have we found a way to ex to express CS concepts through the medium of superhero fights? You'll have to order the issue to find out. But yeah, we totally did. Featuring the greatest Squirrel Girl tropes you'll love, including fights, jokes, and cold, hard logic. So, uh, I guess let's move on to our final picks of the week. My third and final pick of the week is Deadpool number 17, written by Jerry Duggan, penciled by Mike Hawthorne. And this has a Civil War tie-in. Well, about as much as Deadpool can tie into anything. Uh, and come to think of it, ties into everything, doesn't he? So, there you go. <laughs> See? The dog agrees with me. Yes. It's a Civil War tie-in. You remember when Deadpool's inner monologues were at war? Well, one of those voices is out and about, revealed as Madcap, and he's got a mad on for revenge. And I found out the, the pup here in the lair is thinking dust bunnies as Hydra agents. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So Jarvis must be rigging up some sort of new training program for so, There you go. Just saying. <laughs> um, so I guess it's my turn for a final pick. Yes. Yeah. Well, 
My final pick comes from Jason Aaron and George Molina, or Jorge Molina, however. Mr. Molina could come on the show and correct us. So <laughs> saying, but I'm not saying. Right. Uh, Star Wars, number 22. Now, do you see why I didn't pick Cap this week? Because my, my, my other strong go-tos are, are here. Uh, <laughs> the Star Destroyer Harbinger, a massive weapon of Imperial War. Also, the target of the Rebels' new top-secret plan. Join Luke, Skywalker, Han Solo, and Leia Organa for the last fight or last flight of the Harbinger. So, um, so yeah, that's going to wrap it up for the books for August twenty-fourth. I, I have one. Did I miss you? You missed me. Well, I apologize. So, <laughs> I have my my last pick is Nighthawk number four. Uh, writer is David Walker, friend of the show. Uh, penciler is Ramon. Via Via Yabos and the cover artist is Dennis Cowan. Uh, Nighthawk loses one of his few allies in his city as the city erupts into violence, though he may be able to gain another as a serial killer who has been enacting his own twisted justice becomes obsessed with the vigilante of Chicago. Will Nighthawk survive the encounter with the Revelator? Will his city? I don't know. My head just think about the revelations with that it, it's it's certainly a cut above that's i can't believe i even made that joke <laughs> uh, I, uh, you, you, you did it in the dark of night i, I did yeah i did i did <laughs> oh my god so um well i guess before we wrap up we got kylan's got our marvel unlimited pick for this week i do and uh, you know, I had to go back, and there was a series, uh, and it's, uh, it, I, I, I think it lasted maybe 12 issues, maybe, but it's Defenders from 2011, okay, number one. So, now, springing out of fear itself, and I think we all remember that summer event, and I think that was one that spanned all of the Marvel Universe, okay? So, springing out of fear itself, everyone's favorite Marvel characters band together to solve a mysterious conspiracy deep at the heart of the Marvel Universe. They are the last line of defense against the forces of the unknown. They are the defenders. Okay. Right? So, yeah. Well, that's gonna wrap it up. Wrap it up. Ugh. Woot, woot, baby group. <laughs> <laughs> um, any final thoughts? Uh, no. No. Yes. Check out tpublic.com user or forward slash user forward slash WBG Mike mm-hmm. and pick up your Mighty Marvel Geeks merchandise today. T-shirts, oh, sweatshirts, yeah. mugs, notebooks, even the I diapers. I purchased a T-shirt this week, as a matter of fact. You know, I wore my T-shirt while I was out and about on vacation, and it did get noticed. So It did. I had people that compliment the shirt, so. Um, so, yeah, there we go. So, um, also, too, be sure to check out our sponsor, Mimico, uh, where you can get your Marvel power tubes as well. Caps, Spider-Man, Iron Man, Black Widow, Black Panther. So, um, until next time, Jarvis, if you would, please. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? No, just time to go dark. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be, oh, we forgot to talk about new characters in Future Fight. Oh, man, that's right. Uh, we got what, Wiccan, Hawkling, Hawkling, 
uh, White Tiger. White Tiger. Squirrel Gwenpool. Girl. Squirrel Girl. Gwenpool. Uh, Songbird. Songbird. Alpha Flight is being represented in this? Yeah. 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 Um, so it's like just when you thought that, you know, you were, you know, pretty much full up of characters, they, they hit us with a bunch of, like, almost characters from the next generation. Yeah. And, of course, Hi- Hyperion was the last last one they really added as well. So that was that was really cool. 